This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live here at Wasatch Front Kia, 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 770 West, Riverdale Road. Come stop by and say hello. Had a bunch of listeners come by already today, Gordon. Let's get that uh, momentum going. uh, going. Shout out to Derek, who's in the neighborhood doing some work. Heard we were here and swooped on by and grabbed some jazz gear. Yes, he did. So it works for everybody. That's good. Look at all that good stuff over there. Nice work, Johnny. Yeah, we still have a bunch left. So yeah. please come on by and, uh, and see us. We're going to talk to our buddy Christian Cox coming up here momentarily, former Ute, of course, uh, spent some time uh, in the pros with the Patriots as well. So we'll talk to Christian. I actually have a Patriots question for Christian this week. Oh, do you? Oh, I do. Well, you want to give me a hint? As no, to... because last time I did that, you totally stole my question. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> that was Donovan. Was that? It? I think it was Donovan. Yeah, it was Donovan. <laughs> no preview for you, sir. Yeah, but I, I shared your name with it. I said, you know, Jake and I have you been did. talking about you it. Did. And it was a good question. So yeah. I'm just glad it got asked. That's really all that matters. Okay. We're just here for our not? listeners. Okay. No, but it's good. You know, it's nice to have Christian. We can... We can uh, Run. Uh, we can run some NFL stuff by him too, which is always nice. So with that, uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end of season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save fifty percent off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Joining us now, former Ute and Patriot, the one and only Christian Cox, with us here on the Big Show. Christian, how are you? Hey, Jake, doing well. What's going on, Gordon? Christian, uh, it's such a a difficult week uh, in the land of youth football, certainly. I mean, if you pay attention to social media, the fans are hurting out there, too. The passing of uh, of Aaron Lowe, unfortunately, to to gun violence, which is just horrible. But to have two of these losses in a year, Christian, how does a a team cope with that? Yeah, I don't have the answer. You know, Mike entire life and career I, I don't think I've ever had a teammate pass away or, or someone you know near and dear that's so young to to go so early I I, I don't even know where one one would begin um, you know Utah's gone through a lot of grief the last 12 months um, the irony with with Aaron Lowe is that he was the reason Ty Jordan he recruited him he brought him he was he changed his night I'm saying things people already know but changed his number to be for Ty Jordan was awarded the Ty Jordan award and if you go read the article uh, from his comments from his mother yesterday you read him and you'll get emotional about this kid and uh, how proud she was of a good son that she raised and uh, I don't know all the details uh, obviously from the event and a party that got out of hand and he's trying to step in and uh, break something up but uh, a senseless death to a young um what is he, 21, 22, maybe younger? 21, yeah, 21. Uh, yeah, of just uh, a future. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's really hard. Um, you know, life is um, 
as an adult with young kids, my wife's pregnant, we're having her fifth child. Uh, life sometimes feels like the matrix. Sometimes we wake up, we don't realize that, you know, we, we go up and we go do our job, but life is finite. Time is finite. And uh, it's such a, a sad reality to lose such a promising young kid uh, to gun violence. And especially Ty Jordan as well, right? Christmas Day. Um, just kind of crushes it just hits you really hard and you know i think that's the human element of grieving is that it's our responsibility to to tell those uh who we love who we don't tell a lot um it's our job to reach out to those who are in pain and if you go back to, uh really the last couple of years kobe bryant death and you know john Pease passed away due to health and um Shaquille O'Neal, if you remember listening to him at all on the TNT broadcast about how he just doesn't, he gets into the, the ruts of life and doesn't tell his friends or his um, his family how much they mean to him. And um, you, can't make, you can't make out the meaning of, of someone going so soon, but I guess we can internalize and look at ourselves to say, you know, am I really taking advantage of each day I'm actually given because, you know, you get one life to live and you could throw every cliche uh, surrounding it. But I just, I feel for Kyle. Like, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can um, just lead through uh, such a devastating time. Right. And lead with, yeah, you need to go back to work and yeah, you channel that energy as a team and it may bind the team more together and there's no other way to work through grieving, but, um, I don't know. I just, in your guys' position, just imagine, you know, some of the key personnel that you work with every day passing away or even, you know, the, the company I work for in technology. It's just, you know, death is death is cruel and it's, it's hard and um, there has to be a reason, I guess. So People say, Christian, sometimes they say uh, that you've got to, keep plugging along uh, one way or the other. But they also, experts also say that you you don't bury, uh, that's a bad verb, but your mourning process, you know, you can't refuse to mourn. You have to mourn. But you've also got a football game to play. In the case of the youth, they have a bye. But uh, th- this is the tricky part. How do you properly mourn, but not uh, absolve yourself of all responsibility as far as your 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 business at hand goes? Tough stuff, man. Yeah, really difficult, right? Go re- go read about Richard Sherman. I think he had an article today um, about him not dealing with uh, grief and challenges in his life, and to be toughen up and to move on to the next play. I, I listen. I am not a psychologist i'm probably the last person to give any advice on mental health or how to deal with things and how to grieve um (laughs) but there is there is a time to mourn and i will say the human element uh when someone is going through tragedy when you uh put your arm around them and link yourself to them there is power in grieving and healing i know that for a fact i've lived it in my life when I've lost people that um, when you've gone to those those funerals or you're at those moments giving a hug to the person who lost something and and just being there it's nothing you really say <laughs> sometimes it's just being there and mourning with those who are having a hard time 
that's that's the answer. And I, I, for me, I think with a, a tragic death of your teammate who you love, for me in sports, and whether it's right or wrong, you dedicate your time and your energy to that person. And as they become the pedestal of what you, you put, and that's what gives you additional motivation and love, because if you knew them intimately, that's maybe what they'd want. Uh, but, you know, with, with the bye week, uh, maybe that's a good thing that they have to rush right back into a game. But um, I don't know. Like, I, this is really – I bet this is really hard for, for Sharif and Kyle and Morgan and the mother of, of this young boy. Um but this also allows you to reflect on, like, what do you really believe in? Like, what do you truly believe in in your life? <laughs> and uh, do you wake up with a true purpose? And what, why do you do the things that you do? And um, I hope these young players can really just rally together and allow this to to help them mourn as a team and, and grow together and help it be a, a positive and a strong thing rather than a debilitating um process of, of grief it's just i don't know i'm just i'm tired of uh it's just think of think about the the what the, the 120 years of life between those two young men that they never get to experience and they don't get to have families and kids and experience life to the fullest and obviously there's a purpose for all things whatever you believe in uh but for me i think that's what just it just crushes me it's like you know those are Football's great. I love football. I love my time at the U. Uh, but the things that matter most to me is, you know, it's uh, it's my young kids. And, you know, talking to them and seeing them grow and see them smarter than me and to see your see your wife give birth to a child. It's like that's a miracle in itself. And then to see them kind of grow up and look like your wife or look like you and get to experience life and I guess. It just makes me feel emotional because, you know, Aaron doesn't get to do that. Neither does Ty Jordan. And as a coach, you need to be a pillar and a leader. And but I think, I think being human is what allows other humans to find strength. There's nothing wrong with being emotional and being real. And I think, I think for me, again, not a psychologist. I know nothing. I'm the worst person on this, but. Uh, just being real, I think, is what allows people to grieve and heal. If you hide it and run from it, it will come out sideways later in some other way. So, well, Christian, we appreciate you talking about that, and appreciate you being real. You know, we can well, we can hear it, and I think there are a lot of uh, folks out there in uh, the the Utah program, Utah fans that are that are feeling uh, the same way that uh, that you're feeling, and I, I couldn't echo your comments more. And there's really no good way to to transition, so I'm going to brag about you because you are uh, one of the few people I considered a friend uh, consider a friend who played in the NFL. No big deal, playing for the uh, New England Patriots. So I'm going to ask you a Patriots sure. question, sir. All right, uh, there's a story out there today that. Um, the Patriots actually offered Tom Brady a two-year, $53 million extension back in 2019. Tom Brady passed on it, signed a different short-term deal. Long story short, he wanted to leave. Even before he left, he wanted to leave. And, you know, people are, are speculating about uh, the relationship with Brady and Belichick, which I want to ask you about, but not in that salacious way. What, what was their relationship like when you were there? And why do you think those two made the perfect 
player-coach combo for so long. I mean, historically good, right? Uh, the, the best player-coach combo ever. Why do you think that was from somebody who witnessed it first person? Well, for me, I think he went through two transitions. There was two different segments of his career with with Bill, right? There was the early first three championships. Uh, I got there in 2011. This is when he had won. This is when they lost to the, the to the Giants in the Super Bowl for the second time. So he still hadn't got over the hump, and everyone was questioning him at that point. Um, what was so funny about Tom Brady is even then Alex Guerrero. Uh, people locally don't even really know. Like Alex Guerrero, I think, lives in Alpine sometimes, was from Utah. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting in the cafeteria one day when I was rehabbing my neck, and I was like, who are you? What, what do you do here? And I'm new with Patriots. And he's like, oh, I'm Tom's trainer. And he's the one who obviously built TB12 and his old, his old training style. And Tom always trained off on his own. But everyone, like, surround, like, this guy, yeah, yeah he's tall, lanky, you, you know, he's not like this physical, physical specimen, but, like, he just command, like, he silently commanded respect and just people loved the guy. And I think the combination of Bill Belichick legitimately runs the program like a general. Uh, he has, you just listen to him and you just re- feel like you're soaking in Yoda and he just run these team meetings and it just, it was so fascinating to me that, even as an undrafted free agent, my first few days, um, I was sitting behind, I think, like Albert Hainsworth at the time. I was sitting next to Rob Ninkovich. And uh, he was lamb blasting Rob Gronkowski about a play he ran wrong. And then uh, Tom Brady was getting shellacked uh, in front of the whole team. And so, like, uh, for me, I thought it was a cool thing because it's like, oh, yeah, every single player matters. That There's accountability across the front. You, don't, you could be the best, most elite player, and you're still – if you're not doing your job right, you're going to be called out on it, right? I think over time, uh, I think over the decade, the next decade, which I wasn't part of 2012, 13, 14, 15 through, through 20, right? I think he just kind of got sick of being treated that way, honestly, where he never really maybe grew up or matured or had enough say. It's a Bill. It was Bill style. The team was more important than him. And and legitimately, like Tom Brady, took, he, he, he sacrificed a lot financially to be with that team. Like, show me another quarterback who's won all the Super Bowls, but he's not, he wasn't a top-paid quarterback. Uh, I don't even think he's a top-paid quarterback now, right? Uh, and all he cared about was winning. So I, I think ultimately where Bill's great, uh, Bill runs a really tight ship. Uh, you could tell Robert Kraft wanted to keep him. The Bill-Tom relationship, while they helped each other professionally, uh, obviously uh, it, just their personal relationship didn't exist. And Bill's not like the warmest, fuzziest guy in the world. Uh, he... Uh, but he is mighty funny, and um, he is very dry. And uh, I remember when he cut me, or what he told me my last, like basically they're moving on. Is he said to me he's like, "Well, Christian, thanks for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate your time here. Uh, really, your hit was the cheapest mother bleep uh, hit I've ever seen. So uh, get healthy. Um, we'll see what we're going to do in the draft. Probably drafting linebacker, but uh, wish you well." So, you know, he's just matter of fact, calls it how it is. And, and Tom wanted to control. I think it's the same thing Aaron Rodgers wants, right? You grow up in an organization, uh, you want some real input. Like, 
you are the heart of the organization. Like being the quarterback, it's not like other positions. Like it is the most important position. And Tom Brady, unlike any other person in the entire world, went to a losing team and took him to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl within a year. And for me, I think Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor. I think he defies all um, uh, stereotypes of, hey, you have to be athletic to play this sport. You have to do the – it's like, no, you have to outwork and be a, just a surgeon at your job and do it every single day. And age doesn't define him. He's getting better as he's gotten older. He won, he won more Super Bowls, you know, post – 30 you know like and he'll he, he's won them more in his in his, his swan song his later years of his career and he looks even better so I, whether it's his the dude apparently the dude doesn't drink caffeine uh he eats this rigorous diet but he just he for me it's i think i just don't know many people that committed to doing something every single day the right way and i think that's i think that's what's admirable everyone in our world it feels like they try to take shortcuts or shortcuts in business to, to, or to kind of prop up that they have all this wealth on Instagram or social media when in reality, like, they probably are not very successful and have horrible habits. And Tom Brady, uh, through the whole organization, is single-handedly uh, propped up the whole Tampa Bay organization. And what's cool about that is that is infectious, and anyone who uh, the reason why now they're getting all this talent, people are attracted to that, want to play for that type of organization. It's the same thing with like Alabama. Like everyone wants to go to Alabama <laughs> because of the brand. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's a harder way to work and you got to do things the right way, but you will win. People want to win and be successful ultimately, but there is a price to pay to be successful. And no matter who you are, you have to pay the price to be successful, whether it's in football, business, life, being a good father, a parent, it takes effort and energy. And I think what is so miraculous about Tom Brady is not only does he deploy that effort and energy every single day in his life and his family, but all of his teammates, you know, like you get Antonio Brown, you get Rob Gronkowski out of retirement, you get Leonard Fournette, who is a cast off and you know, now you get Richard Sherman who had his own personal issues and people want to win. People want to be around that. And I, I think it's been really neat to see him be successful without the Patriots. And I think that's the ultimate middle finger to them in a nice way. There's a nice way of doing that. I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I can do this on my own terms because I put in the time. You didn't fully respect me. Uh, I didn't have a, enough say or control. So I'll go do this with a, with a company that does respect me. And sometimes it takes that to, to get there. So that's my thoughts on it. So let me ask the soap opera question then. Who deserves more credit for the success of the club? Well, I think it's binding. You can't say one or the other. You know, because Tom Brady was thrust in a position to get experience, and he delivered. Uh, but this isn't a new theme for him. Like, go back and watch him. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, when he was a quarterback at Michigan, like he was a backup at times and he'd come lead these fourth quarter drives. Uh, I can't remember if it was Drew Henson or whoever yeah, the, Drew the quarterback. Henson. Yeah, Drew Henson was a quarterback under Carr. He ended up getting drafted by the Yankees, but like they had a back and forth. And that's been Tom's life everywhere. 
drafted sixth in the sixth round. All of those, Chad Pennington, all these other quarterbacks just outworked him. And then same with Michigan. Like, and also in high school. Like, he didn't start playing football until high school. He never played Little League football. So there's also the edge in him that he had the work ethic. But he needed the Patriots in the time of his career. He got the opportunity, and I think this is the difference. He got the opportunity and never let it go. Some people get lazy in their work, and they just kind of drift and never keep progressing. And he's always progressed year after year. And I think that's the most admirable trait in him. As I look at my own life, I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes I am fly. I got to keep progressing. And uh, I think there was a, I think there was a, uh, if this even makes sense, I think there was a juncture, Gordon, over time that it flip-flopped. Like Tom Brady needed those first, you know, eight, ten years of time and over time, the Patriots needed Tom Brady, and you get to a point where the scales had become tipped, and they were out of favor, and they needed Tom more than the Patriots needed him, and, and that's just not Bill's style. You're not more important than the team, and that's why they kind of cut him loose, and they needed to start over. So uh, ultimately, Tom became more important because he proved it when he left, and he won a Super Bowl. So for me, I think that's why it's cool, because <laughs> he left – and think about their season last year, too. Like, they weren't even – like, they lost to the Saints twice. They got embarrassed by the Saints. I think they were, like, 7-5. and five. But they, they didn't just throw in the towel. They kept getting better game after game. They went in as a wild card. And then they were primed and delivered in the postseason and won on the road, kind of like what Eli Manning did the first run with the Giants. Like, it's about getting better every single day about your win-loss record is are you improving every day and so are you playing at optimal uh, pace when it matters most and that was the playoff Super Bowl run so that's why this year is going to be pretty fascinating but I think it's some it's sometimes hard for our mental brains or I'm speaking for myself to have perspective because it's like oh like this team's not very good they're seven and five but it's like they won the Super Bowl and what did we talk about last season it's who won the Super Bowl it's not what the record was I don't even remember the Tampa Bay's record. I know they won the Super Bowl, and I know they beat Aaron Rodgers on the road, which is a tough game, and then uh, embarrassed Patrick Mahomes or tried to and had a just a swarming defense and won his seventh Super Bowl, which is just it's absurd. Christian, you, sir, are the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Good to talk to you guys. See ya. Back at you, Christian. Thank you very much. I thought we'd take a little opportunity to get a little NFL insight with Christian. You could tell he's, he's feeling the loss like a lot of people are out there. So didn't want to jump right to the Utes on the football field, so I thought we'd crunch into a little NFL. And, by the way, fascinating stuff from a guy who played on the team. Yep, yep. yep. Always good talking with Christian. No doubt about it. All right, we're here at Wasatch Front Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road, right here in Ogden. We have jazz gear for you. They've got great deals going on on Kias, of course. They've got uh, the best staff in town. You will be taken well, well taken care of. Got my words backwards there, Gordon. Sorry about that. Didn't want to offend you over there. Oh, no. Uh, nothing I didn't expect. We've been coming up here for a long, long time. We've gotten to know the folks up here, and they're great. So let them take care of you, 770 West Riverdale Road. They have a great service department as well, so take good care of your vehicle. And Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia can help you do that. I see some sweet rides out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Huh. Huh. 
The Aggies welcome in BYU to Maverick Stadium for another chapter in their long rivalry with the Cougars. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action, beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 6 on 1280 AM with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. In-state showdown coming up Friday night in Logan. BYU takes on Utah State. Here's Kalani Sitake talking about Jaron Hall's health. Well, he's going to return to practice, and we'll see how it goes. All we can do is use the guys that are on the practice field, see how they prepare during the week, and then make a decision towards the end when we get closer to the game, seeing you know, who's ready, who's probably not quite there yet. Um, that, that's in every position. It's not just the quarterback position, but it's in every position. We're dealing with that in, in, as a kick, with kickers. We're dealing that with D linemen. Um, you know, so it, it's a matter of uh, where are these guys back as far as back to their 100% self compared to where they're at currently, and can we project them to get there? by the time we get to Friday's game. And that's hard for me to say right now on Monday, but we're going to go out there and practice and see how it goes from there. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or a killer breakfast burrito. Oh, and don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off I-15 inside Tippinogas Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. Blake Anderson and the Aggies welcome in BYU for a showdown against the Cougars in Maverick Stadium. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with a pregame show Friday at 6. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, live from Kia, 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 Wasatch Front, Kia 770 West, Riverdale Road, right out here in Ogden. We have uh, jazz gear for you to give away, so come on by and see us. We'd love to see you. Big thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show. That would be Big O. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price tires and pay and pay nothing today options. Big O Tires, the team you trust indeed trust very important trust is the single most important word maybe in the world uh it certainly is the key to communication jake because if you and i are talking back and forth and i communicate something to you Uh would i communicate something to you if i didn't trust you probably not right Well, I certainly don't uh, trust you to communicate uh, with me trustworthy information. (laughs) Like if we're having a personal conversation, but I don't trust you, will I communicate with you? 
And will communication actually happen? Well, maybe like the Utah Jazz, Gordon, we need a show trip to Vegas. <laughs> where we can get dirt on all of us that we can hold over each other's head, and that way trust will be established. You know, kind of like a mutually assured destruction kind of thing. But remember who's got the most to lose. And that matters. Got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what we need to do. Actually, I, I, we don't even need to do Vegas like the Jazz. Maybe we should just do Wendover. You know, I've never really taken a trip to Windows. Stop it. All I, your years here? I've I've driven through there. Oh, that doesn't count. But I have never driven to Windover to be in Windover. Me either, Jake. I've I've asked Stop you for years it. to take me to to Windover. Okay, here's what we need to do. When when I don't even know if they're doing concerts out there anymore, but they've got a cool con. Uh, well, they will be. I don't know if it's on pause or what the COVID situation is. But anyway, that Peppermill concert hall out there, nice mm. nice venue awesome place to see a show they attract really good acts do they really they do like absolutely who? uh the bare naked ladies have been out there i saw the one i saw out there was blue oyster colt and uh fog hat yeah but you saw them like 30 years later oh, uh, imagine dragons aren't going to to <laughs> wendover but you could see some really good acts and it's like an intimate theater my point is let's use a show as an excuse to get on out to Dover, all see right. a show, stay, get a nice room, and, and cause some trouble. That's all. Queensryche is coming there? December 3rd. Johnny has played that venue. Yeah. No, it's a cool venue. You should you check it out. It's a good Who place to see a with? show. Air Supply. Air Supply. Yeah. So, yeah, I, they have a I nice just, golf course out there, I just, too. I, you know, we forget that we're in the presence of a complete celebrity right. here on this show. Johnny is a big deal. That is true. I, I mean, did... I've asked this. What have you always wanted to ask a rock star? But <laughs> Johnny's right here. All right, we'll ask him. Go ahead. What's it like to be out there on the road like that, Johnny? It's not what you think it is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. The part that you see the show is two hours of the day. The rest of it is getting to that show, hmm. traveling with no sleep. Oh. It's not all up on the stage and having rock star fun. It's it's work. So, so when we Jake and I go to concerts and we look down at the uh, the various uh, members of the uh, the group, and we think, "Wow, that guy is living the life." They're not. They're not. Hmm. They're they're uh, they're enjoying that two hours of life. That's fun. But the the real work is getting to the gig. A typical day was you'd finish the show, you'd get back to the hotel at one a.m., you'd be up at four a.m. To travel two hours to the airport to fly to catch then another flight and to travel another two hours to the gig to do a show. So, Johnny, when you're up on the stage and you have people screaming your name and, and reaching out for you <laughs> and cheering like mad, uh -huh. what effect does that have on you? Oh, it's awesome. There's no feeling like it in the world. It's completely unbelievable. But then you only get two hours sleep because you've got to get up and get going again. Yeah, exactly. But, but I, I, I wouldn't give it up for anything. Really? Even though I did. <laughs> well, See, that's not... Do, do you want to tell us why you gave it up? I gave it up to, uh, to spend more time with my son. There you go. Best reason in the world yes. right there. Yes. See, what a, what a 
an imaginative question. I thought you were going to go for something. I want to know. You if, want me to uh, ask him about the groupies? No, what I want, want? I want to. Did Ozzy Osbourne really snort a line of ants? The, like stuff yes. like that. Yes. I want to uh, talk about how much work it is. He oh, really oh, did. Uh, go no, ahead. Yeah, you see, you, there you go. You nobody wants away. to. Nobody wants to pull back the curtain and find out what it's really like. They want to hear the good <laughs> stuff. Are, are, are the parties as wild as uh, as uh, Hollywood makes it seem? I never in- attended any of those parties. But uh, I think other acts have. Now, when you were young and single, were the, <laughs> were the ladies chasing you through the hallways and whatnot? They still do, Gordon. What do you mean, young and single? I just like it that Ozzy really snorted in. See, this is what I want to know. I thought Ozzy, like, bit the head off a bat or something. He, he actually did. He, uh, he thought it was going to be a prop bat, but... Somehow it got changed to a real bat, and wow. he, he bit it off, not knowing that he was he doing it. He didn't know it? He didn't know he was doing that. All right, we're here at Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. The Not Sports Report is coming up next. <laughs> you know, Johnny probably could – I know I know that you host various shows and whatnot, but we need to hear more of your stories. I'd love to tell them. Music and concerts on tonight at 7. Yep. Yeah, they're right at seven. And do you like do you like open swing those doors open completely and tell all, or do you hold back a little bit? Oh, you always have to hold back a little bit. <laughs> you can't give it all away. You got to keep them coming back every week. Okay, all right, all right. Come on out and see us, seven seventy West Riverdale Road. More straight ahead on the big show. Oh, Locke joins the show at the top of the five o'clock hour, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This is DJ and PK. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. So you got the Cougars at home Friday night. Obviously, you are new to the Cache Valley, but when I moved here, I had it explained to me that Utah State fans really loathe all the BYU fans in Cache Valley. Come out, gives that rivalry some real extra juice. What have you heard about BYU? What have you seen about BYU on TV? What do you think about this game coming up? Yeah, everybody's made really clear to me since day one that I got here that I got to hate BYU. So <laughs> I've gotten the message loud and clear. They are the most talented team we have faced if we clean up the mistakes we can play with these guys and this is a game that we can win we got to play great ball we got to do everything right but we can win this game on friday night and man wouldn't that be a great way to keep the season going catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ute update here on the big show. Here's Coach Witt asked if he's considering a change at kicker. We'll see. You know, Jaden, uh, when you look at the fall camp, he clearly beat uh, Jordan out, but Jordan has been coming on. Uh, Jaden's missed a few kicks this year, a couple PATs, uh, three field goals now, I think. And so it's all about what you've done lately, and we'll have uh, competition these next two weeks and determine who the uh, kicker's going to be. I thought Jordan did an excellent job with his kickoffs tonight, uh, this afternoon. That was a big plus. No kickoff returns because he put them all uh, out of the back of the end zone. This update brought to you by our friends at Zebra Res. They are here to get uh, you on track to an A-plus in carpet cleanliness. Their patented process cleans your carpets without soaps, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. This effective process leaves zero dirt attracting residue behind, so your carpets will stay cleaner longer. Schedule your carpet cleaning today. Call 801-288-9376 or book online ZeroResSaltLake.com or up north. ZeroResDavisWeber.com. That's ZeroRes. 
Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Italy. Okay. Italia. I know the country. Italy, shaped like a boot, you know. We got it. Or the Roman Empire was. Yeah. Well, apparently, Jake, you know, here in Salt Lake City or other places, you might see some some cats wandering around, an occasional lost dog. You know, some people in the canyon areas may see a coyote every once in a while, maybe a, a mountain lion. Well, you know what is plaguing the city of Rome as we speak? Wild boars not just one or two 5,000 wild boars live in Rome and they are threatening people I see videos of people walking out from the grocery store with their bags of groceries and the, the boars are chasing them down one woman had four bags of groceries trying to get to her car and these these pig cousins come chasing after her so she drops her groceries and runs and jumps in the car to hide from them. We actually and have the, sound of it if you, if you want to hear it. Can, yeah, can we hear it? Yeah, I, 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 I hope it translates. <coughs> it does. Apparently these hogs are rummaging through garbage. Uh, they're wandering through traffic jams on the street. Uh, and they are bothering school children. And th- this is a real problem. The pig problem in Rome has gotten completely out of hand. <coughs> and what they're trying to do is, you know, I-, I like bacon as much as the next guy, but I don't want to deal with wild boars. And th- they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And that now uh, city officials are trying to capture some of them but now comes the flip side because what they're doing is they're what's the word culling the herd as it were and they're killing some of the pigs and now animal activists are saying that this is cruel and unusual punishment to be killing the the wild boars where do you come down on this issue jake rid yourself of the problem yeah by slaughtering the pigs i want to make a joke about no, I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, get rid of the pigs. Mm-hmm. I mean, who came first, the pigs or the people? Doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the people have the power? Correct. Oh, wow. Well, I, I'm watching are, you, are you siding with the, the, the pig people? Well, I feel... I so feel, they should just let the city be overrun? What if it were rats and not pigs? These are 200-pound animals. What if it's a 200-pound rat? I don't know. What's your point? <laughs> Well, there's a problem here. But whose fault is it? Doesn't matter. Because the people have the power. 
don't know. Are you going to live in a town infested by pigs, or are you going to do something about it? I don't, I don't get what your, what's your point. Well, I'm torn. Why? Because on the one hand, I don't like to see people chased down by a bunch of pigs. On the other hand, <laughs> I, I feel bad about the pigs being slaughtered. Don't. I mean, one person here talked about it. This, this is from the AP. Was talking about this, this poor mama pig that was slaughtered who had little piglets. So? To take care of. What if it were your neighborhood and instead of pigs there were snakes? Let me tell you what. You'd be calling in people to get the snakes gone. You wouldn't care what they did with them. Yeah. You got a strong point there, actually. But I don't know. I just felt bad. I felt bad for the people, and then I felt bad for the pigs. Can I, uh, can I add one quick not sports, just because I want to bring this up and it's not technically related to sports? Okay. Did you see the announcement today, Gordon, that the original Law & Order is coming back for new episodes on NBC? What? Jack McCoy is back, baby. I never watched it. Yeah. Different I could not. You never watched Law & Order? No. What? Ever? Nope. Its reruns are going 24-7. You, the king of in and out on TV shows, you've never <laughs> stopped on Law & Order? No, I never did. I'm oh, more man. worried about the, the pig infestation in Rome. Oh, that, that Dick Wolf is brilliant, man. Uh, I, I wait, did. wait, wait. Okay, who's the lead character in Law & Order? Well, it is it that one guy, the the, the uh, older gentleman with the kind of salt and pepper hair? Yeah, that's Jack. I wouldn't say right. he's the lead character because there really is several lead characters in that show, oh, but yeah. uh, he's one of them. I'm yeah. more of an he's... SVU guy, Jake. See, I didn't like SVU. Really? Because the crimes were too uncomfortable for me. I didn't like the. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the. I mean, not that murder, I guess, which is the original Law and Order. Not that that is a comfortable crime, I suppose. But sure. So can I can I pose a question to yeah. our listeners? And uh, you can either you can either uh, you know go to the open mic or you can uh, call Austin at eight five five three four zero zone. Which show wow. was better, Law and Order or Hill Street Blues? <laughs> well, that's not even close. It's Law and Order, and I've never even seen Hill Street Blues in its Law and Order. How do you know that then? Oh, because Law and Order ran for twenty years and is coming back. Nobody's bringing back Hill Street Blues. And anyone that says Hill Street Blues is not using the open mic, tell you that right now. Yeah, right. That's a good point. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Austin. Give me your your cop your your ideal. And I've done this exercise with my friends. That's why how much we like Law and Order. Uh, your ideal cop pairing and your Ooh. ideal DA pairing uh, over oh, all of all Law and Order. Oh, I, I can't. The names of the DAs get, are going to get me caught up. Okay, uh, this is this is Jack is one. It's got to be because Jack was way cooler than Ben Stone. And the okay. assistant DA that's got to go with Jack has got to be uh, Jason Seahorn's wife, right? Oh, uh, 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 yeah. What's her name? What is her name? But she was awesome. Yeah, she's good. And I'll then go with the, that. And then the, the cop, cop pairing, pairing, you got to have ice in there. Well, I got to uh, go with Lenny. Lenny Briscoe is the no-brainer for me. I'll see. I'm uh, an SVU guy, so this is not going to work. Yeah, I, I, I don't watch SVU. But Lenny Briscoe, the guy who was Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry Orbach. And then I like uh, a lot of people will go with Christopher Knott as their other cop. Oh, I like, I like Chris uh, Knott. I like Benjamin Bratt. Ah, okay. Who is the guy that uh, is now in the Mayhem commercials? That also is SVU, that guy. Oh, see, SVU is a better show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The what? The what commercials? The Mayhem All-State Mayhem, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So there you go. The original Law & Order is back. Sorry, well, speaking of, to... real quick, Chris uh, Melandry, Melandry, Melandrum. Yeah. 
uh, he's back on SVU now. So. Well, there you go. All right, so there's my – I didn't mean to one-up you there, Gordon. I was just excited about it. Lonnie, I, don't, I don't even know what SVU is. What is Special it? Victims Unit. Oh, yeah. And the, like yeah. I said, the crimes in that one just are – They're gritty. They are gritty. So you think Law and Order really better than Hill Street Blues? Like way better. Oh, but yeah. you've never seen Hill Street it Blues. It doesn't matter. NYPD Blue is the best ever, but Law and Order's there. All right. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Austin, have you ever seen Hill Street Blues? Uh, I've seen clips, uh, bits and pieces, as it were. Who does that remind you of? The problem I have with Hill Street Blues episode? is the theme song is a love piano sonnetta. Oh, that, that is one of the most beautiful songs ever ever written. That can't love be that true. song. I, a, uh, like a TV theme song is the most beautiful song well, ever It's written. very beautiful. It's that very pretty, but it's not a dirty cop drama song. That's the beauty of the whole thing. Juxtaposition. It gets, will you play that as we go to break here, Austin? we got to get the lock coming we, up we, next. No, no, I don't no, think I'm he has time to dig oh, that up. Yes, he does. He's right at his fingertips. How do you know that? Because he's, a, he's We're a, here in Ogden, Wasatra Kia, 770 West, Riverdale Road. He's a magician at that And stuff, Hill Street man. Blues only lasted seven seasons. Oh, but it was like the best show on TV. No, not even close. Oh, man. Law & Order had like six spinoffs and lasted for 20 years. Have you ever heard this song? What a lame song. Oh, wait, wait, sounds like, the, sounds like the end of a breakup movie. Oh, it's just getting started. Just hold on. Just, Stay with us. Freeze, dirtbag! This is not a beautiful song. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. This is, this is, this. Like I'd, I'd picture, what was that uh, old '80s TV show with the robot? Small Wonder. This sounds like the the theme to Small <laughs> that, that, Wonder. That was, it was a gritty show. That was the thing. It played this song against the juxtaposition against what was called juxtapose, whatever the words, against the show with this beautiful music. Why would you do that? This isn't beautiful. What are you talking about? Oh man, I don't know. People of my generation, all you folks out there, used to love Hill Street Blues. I, you're just shaking your head in disgust. Right Law and now. Order. It leaves it in the dust, buddy. I hate to break it to you. Oh, Locke man. joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies welcome in BYU to Maverick Stadium for another chapter in their long rivalry with the Cougars. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action, beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 6 on 1280 AM with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 